Welcome to the Power of Love show sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts our lives. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Power of Love, sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts our lives. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. I am TJ Jackson, and with me, I have my eldest brother, Taj Jackson. Hello. That's it? Yeah. I I was kind of, it's kind of interesting. I was noticing that I'm extremely purple, and you're like yellow. So, like, we're not the same shade at all in color. I mean, let me finish this intro. Uh, we are live. We are live on the Power of Love show. So, if you're watching us right now, thank you for joining us. Um, we have a great, great show lined up. One that uh, I'm very excited about. One that I think is incredibly important for really all of us, but for some of us, incredibly important and and will be incredibly comforting. Um, but before we speak more about what today's show is about we have to do our disclaimer. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are not licensed therapists. We are just ordinary people who've experienced loss in our lives. We've been impacted by it and we've learned from it. And we like to share our opinions and what we've learned in an attempt to help you overcome whatever it is you are going through. Saying that if you need professional help, we urge you to seek it and to find it. Do not just rely on us. Um, Taj, normally we go over the week uh, mm-hmm. But again, I, I think we can now just start getting into the shows. The, yeah, because they're going to be shorter. Yeah. If you're okay with that. I mean, yeah, I, I'm fine. I'm tired of hearing how nothing happened in your week. It wasn't like mm-hmm. you were giving me great feedback. So I felt we should just go into our show if that's if that's fine with you. Yes, let's do it. I know you don't care. No. Um, okay. So like I said earlier, this to me is a show I'm incredibly excited for and and happy we are doing. When we started DDJF five years ago, um, it was for the goal was to have guests like we're having and to to open up conversations for anyone out there who who is suffering or dealing with grief because of a loss of a loved one. Uh, DDJF obviously talks about all types of loss, but I know Taj can relate to this like I can and like our guests can. There's there's nothing like losing a significant person, whether it's a parent, a spouse, a child. To me, mm-hmm. those three categories are like nothing else one will experience in life. And um, in the case of our guests, uh, on today's show, we're going to welcome uh, a mother. She's also a real estate agent, a writer, an actor, and a recent widow, uh, Mia Kapana. Her husband, Mia's husband, um, was 43 years old, Henry, last year after a year-long battle with pancreatic cancer, um, lost his life. And so before we bring Mia on, I want the world to know what Henry also meant to my family, my brothers, and our community, our Buckley community, our school community. Uh, Henry was like this big, big central figure for all of us. And um, it still shakes me um, thinking how he's not with us. But um, again, I, I'm 
I'm kind of lost for words because it's tough because I'm so close to the situation, but I want to still be um, proper and professional. So I'm going to yeah. try. And Todd, yeah. you can step in whenever you want. No, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, you said it best. You know, Henry, even though he was younger than I was, he was like an older brother. He was someone I looked up to, someone that um, in my filmmaking slash TV career, in terms of wanting to be a director, I looked up to him and he always inspired me, always made me feel like I can do it. Um, the Power of Love show in general and just the DDJ, um, DDJF, um, the charity wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Henry because yeah. we created it on Henry's show and Henry gave the green light for that. So, you know, we're internally grateful because it's something that this man allowed us to do and and because he knew us and believed in us and so you know and, and let me just clarify that, that a bit let me just clarify that a bit uh henry was an, an executive producer for our uh, jackson's next generation show that was on lifetime and i i think my brothers can speak to this but i always like to say what i personally feel but i wouldn't have felt comfortable going with anyone else mm. um, because henry was someone that was you know, in that field, in the reality show kind of field, but I, we always were hesitant to do shows because we got so many offers, but we wanted to make sure it was done right. And if it wasn't for Henry, there wouldn't have been that family aspect, that love aspect that he knew was so important to us. So it was like a big protector for yeah. our family. Yeah. Um, and, and he fought every day for it too. Yeah. 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 So anyway, um, that's Henry. And, and like I said, it's going to be a tough show for us because we're personal and he's a, like Taj said, a big brother, not only to him, but I'm, you know, many years younger and I felt that same way. Yeah. Um, so without further ado, I, I said it wouldn't be a long intro, but it turned into a long intro, but let's get back to Mia. Um, Mia is continuing to run the business. She and Henry started together and they raised Henry's most important legacy their 11-year-old daughter, Sophia. Uh, Mia hopes by sharing her story about grief, loss, and trauma that it will inspire others to create a more open dialogue about grief and pain in our society and contribute to the community of all of us who are forever changed by deep loss. Um, without further ado, uh, let's welcome Mia Kapana to the show. Uh, here she is. Hi, Hi. Mia. Hi, guys. Hi. That was really beautiful. I was, it's, like, tearing up. <laughs> it's all 100% heartfelt in, in the truth. And um, first of all, thank you again for joining us, Mia. And I know, um, I don't know who reached out to who, but there was a show we did about a month ago. And um, maybe you had reached out to Taj or vice versa. But I'm so happy you are here and sharing your story. It's so hard for us because we don't want to be intrusive. We want to make sure you have the proper time you need. Um, but it's people like you who help us continue to talk about it because grief is a very isolating experience. It's a, it's an experience that is very, I don't want to say abnormal, but it feels abnormal. It feels like you're all alone and it feels like, why me? And for you to come on and and share your perspective of it means a lot to me and and our whole DDJF community. So thank you. Thank you guys. And I, you know, I was watching a show that you had a couple of months ago with I forgot her name, but she was extraordinary. She had lost both of her parents and um, was becoming a grief counselor. And I 
just, I mean, I guess as I told Taj, I did reach out to Taj just to say that what you're doing, just talking about like this dialogue is so important because it really is just shocking how little support, you know, there is. I think people don't want to talk about it. They don't want to bring people down. It's just such a weird mm-hmm. thing to go through. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think, but it's the most common thing. I mean, it's as common as birth, right? Mm-hmm. So we should all, I feel like, be more comfortable just to talk to everybody about it. Cause it's going to, I mean, it's going to happen to everybody. That's yeah. also the thing, you know, that's, that's something we always talk about how, you know, just because it hasn't happened to you maybe yet or to this, to this level yet, doesn't mean you can't in a way prepare for it or strengthen yourself so that if, and when it does happen again, whether it's a spouse, a child, a parent, it's going to happen so that you could be prepared and, and try to establish an, a more of an understanding on how to handle it. Um, and I have to commend you because I know I can assume that you have very difficult moments and de- very difficult days, but I still commend you because it takes a lot of strength and, and, and power to do come here and, and share. And I always ask our guests, is there anything that you don't want to talk about? Is there anything off limits? And, I commend your answer that you're an open book and you're here to help and, and share. And, and I thank you. Um, my, my very first question to you um, is what did you and Henry do when you guys first received his diagnosis? Um, so Henry was sick for a while um, and we didn't, we thought it was pancreatitis. We didn't think it was cancer. He had gotten a biopsy that was negative and stuff. So there was like a two month month period where he was really, really sick. Um, he was, he, you know, he also was a really private person. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a secret, but he was really, um, really, really, really sick. And that was really hard. But, but again, it was like, okay, what's wrong since he was a healthy person. So, okay, you're sick. How do we make it better? And nothing was making it better. Um, and the day, December 11th, uh, 2019 or 2018, that we found out that it was cancer, um, uh, we, you know, it, it was just, we're going to beat it, you know? Um, I didn't want to, I didn't know anything about it. I went online, I looked it up, which was <laughs> a mistake. Um, yeah. You know, it's a cancer with a 9% survival rate. Um, and and for some reason I didn't, why well, just, we were going to be in the 9%. And that was what our focus was. And um, letting uh, the terminal nature of the disease, honestly, not, like I, we couldn't let it in. It was, you know, um, some couples I think uh, talk about it. They can accept it a little bit better. Like the finality, the death, they talk about stuff like that. But um, it was really hard for us not to fight and those conversations, um, we just, it, it felt like, it felt like giving up, you know, to talk yeah. about him dying was giving up. So we just tried to fight and that's what we did for nine months. When, when you say he was sick, what mm-hmm. kind of signs was he showing? Um, he had, hor- like, he started saying, um, like, I-, I feel full a lot. You know him, he was like a huge guy and like food mm-hmm. was so important and he ate mm-hmm. all the time. And he would eat a lot of food, but then he would try to eat what he ate. And he'd be like, oh, I can't eat that way. You know, I'm getting older. And then it turned into horrible pain, like horrible, horrible pain. 
And I would, you know, if he stopped being able to sleep, um, he would sleep on the floor. I would wake up at two in the morning and see him like outside in our hot tub, just sort of like hunched over in pain. I mean, he was in excruciating pain for, you know, nine, a year, about a year. Mm. Um, okay. And during the year after, or during the time of, after knowing his prognosis, how did you guys manage everything that, that you had to keep carrying on, whether it was business, parenthood, um, during this difficult time and knowing that, you know, he, he has cancer, how did you get through that period? Um, well, we worked together. Um, we had had a business for about four years, um, when he got sick and, um, you know, we had decided that, you know, he was brilliant as you guys know, and Mm -hmm. his brain was fine. It was just his body that was sick. So, you know, we were like, okay, you'll be the brain. I'll be the body. Mm -hmm. And everything that had to be done, I did, you know, physically and, um, he was on the computer. Um, we had to, it was important to him that nobody knew, um, as you guys know. So it was, that was, hiding it was hard um, until we couldn't hide it anymore. We had a, a really, I mean, we have amazing friends and we yeah. had a lot of, a lot of support during his illness and um, afterwards. And that, that was everything. Um, mm-hmm. And my daughter, uh, you know, we kept it from her, which mm-hmm. I think is, is a mistake. I mean, now, now I see it was a mistake at the time. Uh, Why do you think it was a mistake, so, um, Mina? Um, because she was, she found out. She found out. Um, it was kind of big. She was going to find out, you know. Nice. Um, and she found out and felt so betrayed. And we have mm. such a small family. I mean, there were three of us. Now there's two, and so it, it, it. She just felt like you know other people knew, and she didn't, and mm. they weren't you know, in the family, like what she just felt lied to. And, and now, you know, she's been in therapy. So we've been discussing like, she needs to trust me completely. So I think keeping stuff from her affects when, when, you know, we're parents, we want to protect our kids. It's like the worst news ever. And I, you know, we couldn't process it, you know, and how do you give that to your kid? And how do you tell your kid it's going to be okay when like, you know, probably won't actually. So it was hard. And, um, but now we're super open. Like we're super open about everything. So can I ask lesson. you, um, because I read a book called the last lecture recently. I read it in the past, but I reread it and it's, it's written by a professor named Randy Posh and he mm-hmm. has terminal cancer and he had, I think it was two children. I want to say around nine and five. And his strategy was not to tell his children until he was actually showing signs. He didn't want to similar, like I think 95% of us parents would do. We don't want to overstress. We want to protect our kids. We want them to be, have good moments with, with especially if they're going to lose a parent. Um, I don't know if he, if his wife regretted that, you know, Randy's no longer with us, um, but he decided to wait until the time when it was obvious I know you guys found out on December 11th and then um, Henry passed. How, how much longer after that date? September 26th. So he passed roughly nine months, nine and a half months later. How yeah. long was it until you did tell Sophia or when you guys did open up to, to other family members or friends about it? Well, we told um, a really close circle of people immediately. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I think Henry felt more comfortable with, um, well, I felt more comfortable than Henry, you know, with, with letting people know. So as he became more comfortable, um, sort of letting other people know, I did, you know, um, and then this person would find out, it's like, we well, can't tell this person without this person, you know, it's like a party, like it's a terrible analogy. It's not at all yeah, like no, a party, but, but you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so, uh, and, and she found out, I want to say in like January, February, something like that. And she had heard my mom on the phone. Mm. And uh, so she just, I mean, I, I'll never forget. She walked in the door and just came right up to me and she said, mommy, just daddy has cancer. Um, you know, and she's smart and she, yeah. um, you know, she was, she went online and looked it up and, you know, which is what I didn't want. So yeah. it was tough, but like I said, it was, you know, kids are so much more resilient than we, we give them credit for. They're so much stronger. They're so much smarter, mm -hmm. like all these things. It was the not being included that hurt her more than the cancer, you know? Yeah, I, mean, I understand. So when you say you regret, you just wish you would have told her up front from the beginning. I do. I wish okay. she would have been included. Yeah, okay. I do. Taj, you have any questions so far? Um, no, I'm just reading the comments. You know, they're extremely supportive. You know, I don't know if you can see them, uh, me at all, but they're, they've been, you know, extremely supportive oh. and everything. They're eternally oh, no, grateful for you coming on the show because it does take so much strength, but um, it is, I, especially, I mean, it is so hard because there is no handbook in terms of like what to do in the situation. You just learn from other people's experience. So people are learning from you right now in terms of what to do. So thank you. Um, and, and Randy was a, a previous guest. So she says children can handle the truth if we hold their hearts gently and tightly. Um, but you know, Mia, I would have done. <clears throat> I probably won't but you don't know at the time. And, and I think when you find out things like these, your, your first reaction is to protect and preserve happiness in your family and what you have. <clears throat> so I hope you're not beating yourself about that. Um, I know. I mean, no, okay, <laughs> not now. I was for a little bit, but I'm not anymore. And, you great. know, and we just, we're just moving through it together now, you know, mm -hmm. me and my daughter. Which um, is Last question I want to ask about Sophia. How is she? Is she doing okay? She's really good. Yeah, she's really good. She's really strong. She's really, you know, I think I lost my dad when I was 22. Um, and I know you guys obviously understand what it's like to lose a parent. Um, you're never ready ever yeah. for that. And I think it's weird, though. I think when you're little, you know, she misses him. But it's like, it, you know, when you cry for her, like when I cry for her, I'm an adult. Like, so I know all the things that come that mm. she'll miss. And it's, so it's kind of wrapped up in that too. Mm. So right now, you know, she just misses him, you know, mm. which, which uh, that's the base. I mean, we all do. We, we want him back. But, mm. um, you know, she, she's, she's processing it really well. I mean, she's really reaching out to friends. She talks about it. Um, she can say when she's sad, she can say when she misses him and she can also have fun with her friends. So, yeah. um, how was her friend support in that way? Um, uh, unbelievable. I mean, yeah, I, knew, I knew the answer, but I didn't want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she seemed like she had a good friend support. And, yeah. She had like, those girls were like, she had her four best friends. 
the second he died, they literally were around her and didn't leave her for like five days. They slept next mm. to her. I mean, it was, it was so beautiful. Yeah, it really was yeah. amazing. Um, one, I, I lied. One more question. Was there, yeah. was there anything, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest because it's gotten worse for me over the year or two. I don't know why. And I, and I get so scared because it's a similar feeling I had and I'm not putting, I hate putting this out there, but I'm trying to be completely authentic and open. When my mother passed, I felt off like six months prior to a year and would think about what it would be like to not have or to lose a parent at this age. I thought about that prior to it happening to her and prior to being that. And I'm, it's not at the same level, at least I'm trying not to hope, but I, I worry so much about my kids and me losing myself. And maybe it's just because I'm getting older. Maybe it's because, you know, I'm not as healthy as I was when I was younger, or maybe it's because I'm losing friends, but that's been on my mind a lot. And something that I juggle with is, is how I would prepare them. If I knew in advance, I wouldn't be here much longer. So my question to you, was there anything, since you knew that Henry wouldn't be here long-term, was there anything you both did in terms of preparing? Was there any discussions? And, and again, private discussions you don't, don't need to include. I'm just curious to know if there's anything you guys planned in terms of the raising of Sophia or, or anything like that for long-term. Um, you know, we were on the same page with her. I mean, it wasn't, I know what he wanted. Like, I remember I like was listening to Katie Couric, like Katie Couric lost her husband um, and they had two little kids. And she was saying that like, um, when he was dying, she was talking about all these things that she wished she would have asked him, uh, you know, things for their kids. And, if, and he was alive when um, I heard the interview and I kept thinking like, what, 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 what do I want to ask him? What, what does he need to know about raising Sophia? Like, what do we need to talk about just in case, just in case he doesn't make it. And, um, you know, in terms of Sophia, we, I knew, I know what he wants. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, he just, ultimately it was about love and, and his, and, you know, he loved her more than anything. And, and for him to, for her to know that and feel that is all he, is all he wanted and all he, wanted in the future i think he um we had already you, you know henry he played everything mm. <laughs> so i don't think that you know there was like nothing like school like no i mean does she want whatever like i mean you know what i mean like i think all the logistics were done mm. so ultimately i mean look all that remains is love and all that remains it's the most important thing and and she, as long as she will, all, I mean, she will always know how much her dad loved her, you know, and I think that was, it was just hard for him to, you know, he would talk about not being able to like dance at her wedding or stuff mm -hmm. that he wouldn't do. And that, what he would miss was, um, was t you know, hard. Yeah. Um, but no, but we didn't, it's weird because I think I would have said to you, well, I would have, I definitely would have, and I would have said this and that. And, and you're in the situation and you just, I couldn't think about him dying. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I just couldn't make those plans. Like I had to be like, no, cause it, we could be talking about how you're healing. I mean, it was my yeah. own defense mechanism, you know, it wasn't. Mia, what did you rely on in terms of support and strength for yourself? 
Um, well, therapy, which is great. Um, uh, I just started a grief group, which has been helpful for other people, similar young widows, um, uh, similar grief groups. Uh, and, uh, the same, I have, there's an online, um, community that's really awesome called the hot young widows club, um, that I, that I really related to and like, yeah. and, um, uh, you know, I also think that, and I don't know if you guys experienced this too, you were, you know, I was looking for what, I think there's a choice, you know, when something really terrible happens. And I think you can say, you know, I saw all these other, you know, if you go on Facebook and type in widow, like you go into these rooms and there are some of those rooms where, I mean, the suicide rate is crazy with widows yeah. and widowers in the first year. I mean, it's really crazy. So there are people that cannot let go. I mean, they've, they've made sheets of the faces of their, and I'm not judging any of this, by the way, all of this, no, everything, yeah, everything do, is, yeah. literally. But for me, I think, you know, there are ways to, there are people that like are kind of mentors, you know, that you read books and you go, I want to grieve like that. Like this happened to this, all these catastrophic things happen to this person, but they have wisdom and they have, they're, they're helping people. Um, you know, I would, I would like to learn from that person. You know what I mean? So for me, it's, 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 it's moving toward that, mm -hmm. not moving on, but moving through mm -hmm. um, with an awareness and an understanding and, an, and a, and, and sort of the courage to be changed by the trauma, by the loss, um, by the, the absence of it. And you, you said it was, was it a Facebook group? Hot Young Widows Club? I love that name. No, it's a, they're great. She's, and the woman that started it, there's two women. Um, her name is Nora McInerney. She's wonderful. You guys should have her on. She's so great. Um, but she just talks about grief. She's kind of had her own, you know, bout with it. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a hotyoungwidowsclub.com. And then they also vet you. So mm -hmm. you have to, you know, so you're not, there's a lot of, you know, terrible yeah. people that yeah. damage oh, people. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you have to like get you know do a birth, um, not a birth, a death certificate stuff like that. To yeah, get vetted. to make sure that you're not you're not prying or praying on exactly yeah. exactly. Was there any yeah. books or movies or anything that helped you as well? Um, I read. There's a woman named Megan Devine, um, and she wrote a book called. It's okay that you're not okay. I think that's what it's called. Um, and she just spoke really plainly, and I liked what she said. Um, Nora McInerney has a couple books. One of them is called The Hot Young Widows Club. That um, was a great book, also for not just um, because it's it's our grief, right? But then it's also the people around us mm -hmm. who have to support our grief. And I I don't think people know how to do that, even when they want to. So I feel like we become we need to start to understand what we need and then teach the people that we love how to support us. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's a lot of um, the books I've been reading have been helping with that too. Uh, me understanding like, we, well, you know, whatever, like all the things, like everything happens for a reason, all mm -hmm. these things that we hear, which is like not helpful, whatever, but what is helpful, how to have the courage to hold somebody's hand and witness their pain and walk with them through it and, and really be a strength you know uh janine wants to know how were the first months after your loss and how is it different from the feeling now um i in the in the beginning it's like a blur 
honestly. Mm -hmm. I don't remember so much. Um, like I remember seeing you guys, but I, I don't remember no, what we talked yeah, about. Like yeah. I don't remember where, like yeah. I don't, it's just confusing. Mm -hmm. um, and it does, it really does take about three months just to get your bearings and realize it. And then at that point, like I, I could actually start to feel the pain when it came. Um, and, and, and that's where I am now. I mean, I think it goes in waves. I mm -hmm. think I have since that point, there's some times where I'm like, Oh, I'm great. I'm look, I'm, you know, feeling so much better. And then like so something just comes and takes me down and, you know, and that, and that could be like, you know, a grocery store. It could be like, whatever, you know, remembering something, whatever, you know, it just could be anything. Um, and I think that will probably be forever. I mean, that's what everybody kind of says. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. also just learning to live with it and not being like, when's this over? I'm better. You know, you're never, it, it, it's like a thing that, you know, it's a chronic condition almost, you know? Yeah. 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 Taj, were you going to say something? No, I was just listening. No, I, I understand. I mean, no, especially when you said about the first months, like it's like it's a blur. Like I, mm. I think back of my mom, and it's like I remember. It's like remember little things, come, you know. But it's like other people like were there, and I don't. Sometimes I don't even remember them being there. Other, you know, or the conversations that we had. But you know, you still feel that support while it's at that moment. I know that I felt a lot of love, but yeah, it, it is a blur. It's like you know, it's it's a confusing time. Mm -hmm. When you have those difficult moments, Mia, which, I mean, even I'll, I'll, I'll share one of mine was just yesterday. I was looking at my daughter, who's 11. Her name, she's named after my mother. And I just thought about how she doesn't have her grandmother and how my mother, I, I think it was, I did a, a Q&A yesterday or, or the day before and someone asked what kind of grandmother or what would my mom be like for my kids. And it had me thinking and it, and it, it made me feel really bad. Um, and not, not the question, but yesterday when I was thinking about my daughter not having, you know, my mother, what she would be like, what they're missing out. And I didn't really know where to, to go to kind of fix that feeling. So my question to you, Mia, is when you get into these more difficult ment mental spaces or more difficult grieving periods, is there anything that you have learned to rely on, whether it's a glass of wine, whether it's pulling... Well, yeah. <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Whether it was a, a stuffed animal or, or is there anything that, that's been a quick kind of fix to at least make you feel good again? Um, you know, I wish I could say that there was a quick fix for me, but when that happens, um, the only thing I can do is go through it and hope mm. that it's not long. And sometimes it's five minutes and sometimes it's days, you know, and I can't get out of bed and I can't, you know, like it just, it just depends. And I, and, and I, you know, like, you know, like, um, the virus, you know, like cancer, like whatever, like these things I've learned to sort of respect for the power that they have. And, you know, I, 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 grief is one of those things. If it doesn't get its due, if it's not heard, if it's not felt, um, it comes out in other ways at some point. And, and you can't, 
stop that, you know? So, um, so in a way I feel fortunate that it just kind of like takes me away. It's horrible. And every single time it happens, I feel like I'm going to die and I don't know how I'm going to come out of it. But every time I don't die and I get a little stronger and all of those things, but I wish I could grab something and fix it. You know, yeah, I wish yeah. wine fixed it. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you this after 20 plus years, um, we're like 26 years. I haven't found that what it is for me either, you know, and like you said, and I commend the way you said it, it's one of those things you have to just face and, and learn to navigate through and, and understand it's part of you, you know, and it's, it's, I I've lost many nights, sleepless nights, just think wow. and how we can be, better adapt ourselves. Yeah. Am I paused or something? Yeah. yeah you paused. Your internet is not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Another question from Toria. Do you often talk about your husband with your daughter or do you avoid saying his name? I talk about him all the time. I talk about him all the time. I talk, I love to talk about him. I was just telling <laughs> Taj and TJ, like, he's my favorite. He was my favorite person. I love to talk yeah. about him. I love that answer yeah. because yeah. I, I can relate to this question um, you know, when, when we have friends or people who just lose someone, it's, we, we, as the outsider sometimes have a hard time bringing up that person. Cause we don't want to send someone we care about down a negative or, or remind them of a painful experience. So to hear you say that is, is really cool and, and yeah. comforting for people like me who get lost for words. Yeah. You know what? I also think too, I think. Am I still I freaking out? Yeah. More, I but now I hear, oh, there you go. Um, I, what I found with other widows, at least, you know, like we think about it all the time, you know, there's never like, I totally get it. Cause I would totally feel the same way. I have felt the same way, but in now sitting in this position, I mean, it's, it, I never don't think about it. So if somebody brings up Henry to me, it's not like I was like, Oh, now I'm sad. I just forgot about it. You know, like yeah. I don't, about so it whether or not I get sad, you know what I mean? Whether or not I get sad, it, it, yeah, it's sad. It makes me sad, but that's, that's not bad. You know mm. what I mean? It's the yeah. sadness. Also the grief is the love. It's all the yeah. same. Right. Yeah. I have a question, uh, Mia, in terms of, I know there's certain shows and stuff that you would watch with Henry. That was like your favorite shows and stuff like that. Have yeah. you revisited those shows? Have you finished those shows? Like I know they're, you know, or is it something that's still too painful right now? Um, I know with my um, uncle, for instance, like, we love Three Stooges. I'm like, I was the biggest Three Stooges fan. I can't watch Three Stooges right now. Like, I just, it's something that even today, like, I don't watch them. As I think it's been like a decade since I've watched a Three Stooges episode. And it's just like, yeah. you know, that was something that I love to do every day, or at least. And so I have them, on, you know, around the house still, like statues and stuff like that. But in terms of watching them, because that was something I did with him a lot and hearing his laugh and all that stuff or talk about it. So I was wondering, cause I know, you know, Breaking Bad was one of the big shows and stuff. And El, funny, Camino, El yeah. Camino came out and, you know, I asked you one time, did you see it? And you said, not yet or whatever. Like, so I was wondering, is that yeah, something that's right. hard we for you? Um, yeah, Breaking Bad actually, I don't, I don't think I could watch right now. Yeah. Yeah, now that you say it, no. Yeah, it's, yeah certain things are too, hard um we were watching succession like he loved succession and we watched it together and it was appointment television and you know he died like two two episodes before the season finale which was 
so annoying, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. because he, he loved it and I wanted him yeah. to see it. And I, yeah. and I, and I, um, I tried to watch it and, and um, I pushed through it, but I can't tell you what it was about. So yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just, I just think, um, I just think it, it, it depends on the thing, you know, and it depends yeah. on my mood, yeah. you know, I mean, sometimes all I want to do is look at pictures and, mm. You know, I still haven't cleaned out his closet. Like I'm mm. gonna have to do that. You know, like, but sometimes all I want is his stuff and him. And yeah. And sometimes I I need to you know go to work and I need to like put that away for a second or do something else. You know, so mm. it does it does take some managing sometimes. Mm. Actually, yeah. but uh, Sue wants to know: Does grief just hit you when you are doing something just normal? Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. All the time, all the time, because there's just so many memories, you know, I mean, my husband and I were together for 17 years and yeah. the last time I was without him, I was 26 and I'm 44. And it's like, I don't yeah. know who I am yet without that. And, um, and so all the things you do driving this place and you remember this memory or, you know, I mean, just think about all the things you do with your person and, Everything reminds you of them. So yeah, yeah. everything. Uh, Casey wants to know: Is there a song that reminds you of him that you can't listen to now? Um, no. I mean, for some reason, there are songs that remind me of him, but like, it, it sometimes feels good to cry and be sad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I do yeah. listen to them. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. What else do we have? I do. We ask this one. The, does, does your daughter, daughter ever ask questions? questions? Um, I don't know. She does all the time, all um, the time. Okay. And I tell her honestly now everything. Okay. Good. Yeah. Mia, your strength. Um, and again, I I can assume that you're not always feeling courageous, brave, and strong. But I have to commend you because your strength and your openness is not only amazing to me, but I appreciate what you're doing because you're helping so many out there who don't may not have that strength and courageous and, and that braveness to, to speak up. And so I can't commend you enough and thank you um, enough for joining us. Thank um, you, we are going to wrap up, but I do have one question or something I usually tell my guests, which I don't think I told you no, you um, was, I know I messed up, but we <laughs> like to give, um, our, our, our guests a good, you know, 30 seconds to a minute to talk about whatever they want to talk about. So um, if there's, it could be what you're into, a book you like, it could be what show you like, a movie, it could be anything you want, whatever you want to talk about, 30 seconds to a minute. And of course, for you, if you want more time, you take it. Ah, um, you're so nice. I won't need more time. Uh, <laughs> this is like, I wish I had some, I mean, I, I, you know, I want to talk about like the collective grief of the nation. And I want to talk about how we're all grieving. And I think the world, everybody's crying out for something. And we are all pandemic, racial unrest, all of it. I feel like we as a society, whether or not you have an immediate, like somebody's dying or whatever, like, all of us are feeling the, the loss of what used to be, the loss of the lives we had before the pandemic, the loss of what we understood society to be before we started, you know, there's a revolution. So like, mm. I feel, 
I feel that we're all hopefully can come together and hopefully can all talk to each other about everything. And that if we're all coming from a good place and um, if we're all, you know, the people that have been affected by grief, if, if you see, you know, people angry because mm-hmm. anger is grief too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that you, you can, we can, if you've experienced this kind of pain, like if we can connect with people on that level, yeah. on a level of compassion, that's how we communicate. And I think that the ones of us that have experienced that kind of pain are more, um, I will say that too, are more sort of um, able to, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and, and there's an incredible interview um, that did help me a great deal between Stephen Colbert and Anderson Cooper. It's like 20 minutes long. I don't know if you've talked about it before, but it's such a beautiful discussion on grief. And, um, and they discuss that too, how, how, if nothing else, grief, you know, taught us all to another part of the experience of being human. And that in that depth of being human, and it's not pleasant, it's very painful, but what we can do with it is talk to others who are in pain in a way that we couldn't before. And, um, and that's what I hope. I can do, and I hope other people too can do it. Well said. Yeah. Taj, anything else you want to add before we close? No. Um, just thank you so much for this, you know, talking to us. I'm so happy that you reached out, you know, um, because I wasn't going to ask, you know, in general, because <laughs> everyone ha- goes through their own time and period and, and everything like that. But it is something that has always been on my mind is how much, you know, how can I do more and help you? and and Sophia out and stuff like that because I'm still navigating as well in terms of being a friend because even doing all these shows, I think we're close to 200. It's still something that I'm learning in that way, so. Yeah, and I wanna thank you so much for for doing this. You guys doing this is amazing and that's what I said when I under, you know, put my brain back on and realized what you were doing and I actually watched your show, sorry, I didn't do that before. Um, But, but I, but, but thank, thank you guys for having me on, for listening and for um, giving me a place to talk about Henry and, um, and, and really like, thank you guys for being such great family to him and to us. Mia, I I don't know if you can know how much he meant to, to us. And, um, really, um, there's very few people that great fond memories of Henry from my childhood. And, um, you know, I I couldn't, like I said, even taping the show, I, I, it's hard for me to think back because I think about how beautiful it was to see Henry behind the camera and, and making sure I was comfortable making sure, you know, whatever I was thinking and wanting, he was like, don't worry, I got you. This is, this is what we're going for in that. And I, I, I truly, I truly can't say it enough that I thought, the world of Henry and I yeah. love him and, and I want you to know that we are here. Um, and n- not just in any way you can, can need us. We are here. And I yes. want to make thank sure you me. know that. And yeah. finally, thank I just want to thank you for joining us. Um, and again, I, I commend your bravery and your courageousness for, for doing this. Um, again, you're helping many people right now, and this is going to be on. Um, so people can rewatch or re-listen mm-hmm. and, and I thank you. Uh, because thank it's people you, like you that make the world easier for, for many of us. So thank you. That's very nice. Thanks so much. And know how much he loved you, 
all of you really so much. Well, uh, we're going to close. Thank you, Mia. Um, Thanks guys. We're going to close to everyone out there. Remember, um, I'll just say, remember to, to love your loved ones. And, and I think for me, one of the biggest takeaways was, was if, if you're in a situation like this is maybe to be more upfront, um, with your child. So, so that, um, again, something I would have definitely have done the same thing. And I think 95% of people would have done the same thing. So for you just sharing that, I think it will help prepare people to maybe reconsider that. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Um, but that's it. We're going to close. I obviously am not the best at closing, but I love you guys all. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us. Um, and please again, thank Mia, uh, for everything. All right. We are out the DJ of Power of Love show. Thank you guys. And God bless.